Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey guys, uh, we see one listener. Hopefully, we'll get some more here. This is post game. This is going uh, post game podcast. We're going to um, stick with this now. Normally, I, I kind of set it up, but obviously, it's live, so you know it's about five forty-five. So we're about an hour and a half past the game. Uh, open locker room press conferences. They're all over. Jason and I are both at the stadium still in the press box. Um, we're going to talk through it. We're going to talk each other through it. We're going to talk you through it. Jason, it feels like a bad loss. It feels like, you know, more than just, okay, they they got gifted and, and they couldn't do it because there were several areas of concern. Um, you know, we, we sit together most games. We talk through most games. I'm sitting there saying there is no way that Brandon Staley is going for it. Now, I was. <laughs> And I also mean, bragging. Yes, do it. Yes, do yes. It. <laughs> I was also bragging and not humble bragging that I predicted last week on this post game podcast that he would blow it, that he was capable of blowing it. But you were right, and they got the chance. And at that point, you have to win the game. And it's just amazing to me that they didn't. And um, I'd, let's just start there, just spit it all out, I guess. Okay, number one, don't cut the kicker. You can't cut the kicker. They're not cutting the kicker. I'm going to work backwards from there. Yes, he's missed some really bad kicks, cost him a game against the Jets, cost him this game. You cannot cut Cade York. Let me tell you why. Minnesota Vikings traded up, drafted Daniel Carlson. He had a bad game. Mike Zimmer wanted to strangle him. Instead, he cut him. Whereas Daniel Carlson now, one of the best kickers in the league for the Las Vegas Raiders. You can't cut Cade York. You have to be patient with him. This is all the growing pains of a rookie. I still think he's going to be really good. I still have no issue with them spending a fourth-round pick on him. You're just going to have to grin and bear it out. This is the growing pains you have to go through with a young kicker. That's number one. Number two, for all the problems that they have defensively, and there are a lot, for all the problems in the kicking game, and they are growing, Zach, this team would not be two and three if they had better quarterback play when it mattered. And we've all talked around it up to this point, and we've all sort of just like hemmed and hawed over it. Jacoby Brissett is not good when they need him. And that interception that he threw at the goal line in the end zone on the possession prior is the worst decision he's made all year, and it was the worst throw he's made all year. There have been four instances where they had to have it from their quarterback. Carolina, he delivered because he was bailed out on the roughing. All three other times, New York, Atlanta, and today, he's thrown really bad interceptions, and we can't overlook it anymore. Say what you want. I thought the season ended the day Deshaun Watson was suspended 11 games and they didn't do anything to try and upgrade that spot. And we're just seeing it play out in real time. That's my biggest takeaway from today. That's the column I'm writing from the game. What did you expect with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? No, um, it feels like the party's over, right? That made my story. You're writing a whole story on it. That's one of the things here, right? 
Like, at 14 nothing, the place is rocking. You know, it, it's the first quarter of the game. We're not jumping to any conclusions, right? But it's, right, the, Browns right. dream, it's the Browns' dream start. And then it becomes the first, first of five games, and this is damn impressive, that they don't get their full blueprint and they don't dominate the time of possession. That's because their defense got gashed. But yes, um, without having the chance to go back and look at it, the one replay we were able to see from our seats, it looks like there's four white jerseys, and he says he sees Amari Cooper in the back. The one thing you can't do there is turn a ball over, right? You're down Absolutely. two. Absolutely. You're on the move. You're under three minutes. If you can run for the first down. You can run for the first between down. between him and the marker. Yes. So I know there's a lot of fire Joe Woods. I know there's a lot of fire Cade York. I know there's a lot of fire Stefanski. Um, your quarterback is not giving you the chance, and that's it. And, and look, I know this is why they went and got the quarterback, right? And you look around at how some of the other quarterbacks are performing, and maybe they have the right one, and that story is going to be written. Guys, the Browns were always willing to give up this season for Deshaun Watson. And time will, just like time will tell on Deshaun Watson, it will tell because it's a prime Miles Garrett year, it's a prime Nick Chubb year, all of that. I mean, here we are, Jason, stressing, as always, as I would always do, it's never one loss. It's never one thing. It's never one person. It's October freaking night, right? But the season's over. Slipping, you know, the season is slipping away quickly. And the only player that you can consistently count on right now is Nick Chubb. The only facet of the game you can count on is running. Your quarterback has turned back into a pumpkin. There's no doubt about it. I just don't – I mean, the quarterback can cover so many of the other blemishes. And there's not a ton of teams – Although it seems like the league playing better defense this year. We've seen more low-scoring games. San Francisco's defense has played really well. Dallas has played really well in spurts. So there is better defensive play. But the point I've made for the number of however many years since I started hanging around the NFL was nobody plays good defense. So, But a, a good quarterback can cover all of that. And if Jacoby doesn't throw that ball in the end zone, Browns win this game. So for all the problems defensively, all the missed tackles, and they got gashed, and it was embarrassing. And this defense, Jadavian Clowney said after the game, it's the most talented defense he's been a part of on paper. Well, it sure as hell isn't translating to the field. And we saw this last year, right, for the first half of the season. They were abysmal defensively, and then they got it together after the Patriots game. And they were really good the second half of the season, and so we had reason to believe that that was going to carry over. It obviously hasn't. You can't afford to play bad defense for half the season every year before we figure things out, obviously. I'm just saying, good quarterback play covers all of that up. The Browns don't have good quarterback play. I don't think anyone rationally thought they were going to have good quarterback play. From the moment Deshaun was suspended 11 games and he's allowed back in the building on Monday, but from the moment that suspension was 11 games, I said, well, they're 8-9. Like, this is an 8-9 team. 8-9, 9-8, somewhere in there. If you're if Jacoby Brissett's your quarterback for 11 games, this is an eight or nine win team at the most. And I still believe that to be true. I've never thought this was a playoff team at any point this year. I thought they'd be two and two. They are. I thought they'd win today. I picked them to win. They didn't. They almost did. They would have if they had better quarterback play. No, I, I agree. I mean, in any form or fashion, right, Cade York, uh, the legend, or Cade York, a bum, um, Brissett, okay, Brissett, good, Brissett, up and down. You were counting on this defense. And, and you, what you got last year, you know, was a complete collapse of the offense and the defense peaking. Every key guy back. Continuity this organization hasn't had in 15 years. Counting on the defense to keep you in games, whether you ran for 300 or ran for 100. And, and that has failed. So, um, no doubt that's, that's high on the list. And it's a long list. And that's what makes this 
So, guys, this is the Civilized Barking Post Game Podcast. You're in a live room right now um, with myself, Zach Jackson, and Jason Lloyd. If you want to ask a question, there's a button there on the app to ask a question. Um, is we'll keep the conversation moving. We'll keep a couple here. So we do the Civilized Park Barking Podcast twice a week, sometimes three. Uh, we were able to introduce this new feature last week, and we hope to work it in more. So we hope you can hear us. We hope everything's working out all right. You can type questions and talking points for us if you want, um, or you can ask a question by pressing the button there. Um, I, I want to talk about York, Jason, and and I've been wrong, you know, once, maybe twice before. Um, but guys, like, I'm telling you what I saw was not me saying this player is really great and you saying I'm not sure he's good, or me saying they're in cover three and you saying, no, actually, you don't know shit, they're in cover two. I watched him effortlessly make every single kick from 45 and in. I watched him bomb them, never short on the long ones, um, you know, occasionally wide. I watched most of them go in. I listened to him talk. I talked to him individually. I watched his body language before games, um, during practices, during the game, obviously. Something's off, quite honestly. But I'm, I'm saying, and people are like, well, the hype on him is like, he's expected to make these kicks and he's paid to make these kicks. And everything was so automatic it needs to be. And again, no, no one expected him to be 90% in his first year. No one expects him to make them all. But the Browns put a lot of stock in it because he's supposed to do that. And, you know, frankly, the defense and special teams are failing. And this, I, I mean, I was telling you this during the game as the Chargers were going on the 99-yard march, right? What was I saying? This season's slipping away. This is how jobs get lost. This is how teams get ripped apart <laughs> and things got bizarre and, and took six unexpected turns from the two hours that followed that. But here we are with the team that's only doing one thing well and the kind of loss that makes you question it. And it, I don't think they're going to fire Joe Woods. I just wrote this in my story that'll be up in a few minutes, but we can only go on what we see Jason, right? And what we see ain't good. No, I think you tweeted during the game, the Browns have a linebacker problem. That's absolutely true. Anthony Walker, I think, was a big loss. I think we mentioned at the time it's playing out. I thought maybe with the week, you know, with the week of reps, with an extra week of practice, I thought we might get a better performance out of Jacob Phillips. I didn't see it. Did you? I saw line. I saw missed tackles everywhere. Sione Takitaki missed a big tackle in the backfield. Um, I saw a lot of undisciplined play out of this defense. A ton of 15-yard penalties. Stefanski talked about it after the game. Can't have those. I mean, that, you know, that's going back to Freddie. And I ripped Freddie for that, for just being undisciplined. And, you know, JJ3 ripping off his helmet, getting a 15-yard penalty for that. And, you know, John said after the game, Kevin flat out told him, you can't play for the Browns doing that. You're not going to play for the Browns if you're acting that way. He's a captain. they got to get better out of him than that. They, they, he can't be costing 15 yards when the play's over. And everyone's going back to the huddle, and suddenly the Chargers are marching 15 free extra yards down the field. Uh, some uncharacteristic things there. And I tend to agree with you, Zach. Like, I don't think Joe Woods is getting fired, um, but certainly things have to get better. And we've been saying that week after week after week, and they're not getting better. So eventually that might be the outcome. I don't think we're there yet. I, I think they like the fact that they've kept this coaching staff together for three years now. And I think they want to exhaust every avenue because Zach – who, who it, okay, they fired Joe, then what? Like, who's the guy on staff who's going to come in and clean this up and fix all this? I don't see anyone readily available who, who, would, who would step into that role. You probably know better than me, but I just, 
I don't know that in season that's a solution that's really going to net you the results that you think it's going to. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, I mostly agree with that. You know, I think if there was a change made, it would be Ben Bloom, who last year got a promotion to run game coordinator. Um, he's a young guy. He was on Mangini's staff here 13 years ago. Then he was with the Cowboys for a long, long time. Um, sharp guy, steady mover. But no, he's not been a coordinator. Uh, I don't believe anyone on the defensive staff has been a coordinator. And you're right. I, I don't know. Um, specifically here in this setting, I, I'm not sure you and I could talk ourselves with a certain level of, of knowledge to know whether that would really do it or not. Um, I feel like there it's teeter. I, I feel like in the locker room, right? You have a underperforming defense. You have a special teams that consistently is not helping you win games. You have big time questions here because I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around as I wrote, Jason, they're not, they're not getting beat on 55 yard field goals or some flute play. And John Johnson throwing the helmet is one play. Um, part of a drive where you're just getting gashed, but it, it, it kind of sums up where they are right now. They can't get a stop. They can't make a kick. They can't keep their composure when they need to. That goes for the quarterback. That goes for John Johnson. He makes a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, I, I see it, guys. Um, I'm with you. You know, if, if you're not firing a coordinator or someone who's it on, um, and ultimately it does go to the head coach, right? It, it ultimately does. I think there are times where Kevin gives you guys answers that you hate, and I get it, because he's covering for his players or for someone else. But when you're consistently losing in certain areas, and all of us, us, you, the players, um, the people who listen to the players and know the players, the coaches themselves, they see, they can go by what they see, and they see the same things happening. Um, it's it's trouble. It's, it's bad. And so, yes, um, the Browns, have put themselves in, I don't know, is it fair for or accurate for me to say worst case scenario here at two and three, Jason, and not really doing anything well, but running the ball or, or is that post game hyperbole? Because I just on watching the same game you watched and watching the second halves in every game, but the Steelers, uh, I see it. I see a team that's in real trouble and I see the way they lost just straight getting bullied to the Falcons and the chargers. Uh, I see that as big, big, big trouble. Yeah, I mean, again, I didn't have a lot of faith in much going right this year after the Watson suspension came down. I kind of always thought they were going to be eight and nine, nine and eight, and maybe maybe that's high. Maybe it'll be less than that. Although that's probably prisoner of the moment after this game. But those that's that's I don't know if I can call today a bad loss. Certainly, they had opportunities there to win it. Atlanta felt like a bad loss. This being at home, I, yeah, I guess it is. I don't know. 
I'm probably just mincing words now and dicing words, but you know, you've lost two in a row that certainly were winnable games. Certainly. I mean, this one was handed to you twice. You had two chances to win it in the last two minutes, two chances, blew them both. So I guess it is a bad loss. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. Um, I know it's getting harder to, it's getting harder to listen to the post game explanations. I get that. Kevin said today, we got to stop the run. He's, there's things that he says that seem obvious, but for him to acknowledge them, I kind of take note of it, if that makes sense. And for him to flat out say, we have to be better at stopping the run, we have to stop the run, kind of felt like a shot across the bow to the defense and, and to Joe Woods. And I know you may sit, or the, the listeners may sit there and say, well, duh, that's kind of a common sense thing to say. Well, yeah, it is. But Kevin doesn't really point the finger at anyone. It's always that we have to be better collectively. And he did say that. But for him to also signify the, the run defense and we have to be better at stopping the run, Felt significant to me. Yeah, um, you know, just just to run through it here, um, we're not going to stay too much longer here. But you know, we saw really good Amari Cooper in the first half. I mean, he cooked J.C. Jackson on a couple of those, and the touchdown yeah. specifically was like peak Amari Cooper. Run the route, adjust your body, like incredible. We saw big contributions from Peoples Jones late. Um, they were able to keep Njoku involved throughout the game. You know, a couple big ones, but the standard ones. We know the thing with Njoku has always been make the standard ones, set it up easy. So, like, there are bright spots on the offense. But, you know, you you were always going to need to score more than 28 points to beat the Chargers, especially. As soon as they started that 99-yard drive, Jason, I said, they're going 99. Right? They're going 99. This is trouble. Um, and when Brissett consistently fails when it counts, then – I, there's no other. It's great to hear that the guys respect him and that he's been efficient. You know, top ten efficiency. He's not delivering when it counts. He's simply not good enough. This team isn't good enough. And so, what we don't know, right, is to what extent this was always in the plans. You know, like they were always willing to say. I mean, they're, they're not dumb guys. Um, there's clearly some flaws in Andrew Barry's roster building of mostly ignoring D-line and linebackers, right? If you draft Cade York in the fourth round and Cade York doesn't win you games, then there's clearly a problem there, right? He's five games into his career. We'll see. Um, but, you know, th- they always signed up for this, and they always knew they were going to play with some limits on offense. To me, it just keeps coming back to how they were always trusting the defense. And no, no one ever thought they were going to be 12-5. and five. And maybe no one ever thought they could realistically be in playoff contention. But the schedule sure looked like they could. And the way Nick Chubb runs behind Batonio and Teller tells me that they could. And the way that Brandon Staley and, you know, others kept them in the game today, multiple chances to not get it at stinks. And it just feels like the whole operation um, is missing something because the Browns are just not – like. It, it was sometimes it's hard for me to write after games, Jason, but it was really easy to say this was an awful loss. This is a team that's not doing things well on multiple fronts. And they still have winnable games in front of them, even with everything else we just said. Like, you know, the Patriots are a disaster at quarterback right now. We'll see what happens with Mac Jones if he can get healthy in time. Uh, the Bengals don't look like the Bengals of a Super Bowl team from the past. Ravens play tonight. We'll see how they look. They've blown big leads all year. So there's still games in front of them that I look at and say they, they can win these games. Uh, just on the whole, though, just on the totality, this looks like a very average, very mediocre NFL football team that's not going to win more than eight or nine games. So I, I can't get that upset or, or fly off the handle when they lose because I expect them to. So here's a question, and I've seen versions of this. I'm gonna. This is from Richard T. This just came in the chat. I'm going to address it. 
He asks, how crazy of an idea would it be to trade Miles and Ward? What would either do? They're both highly paid and create little impact. We could recoup picks and get some dogs in the building. Okay, well, trading my uh, Denzel Ward after he just signed that contract is completely out of the question. The Browns are already in cap, um, turning the page to cap being really tight, um, super tight, and it's just not doable. It's similar with Miles. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, and it's not going to happen. Guys, um, you know, Miles let the team down last week. The defensive ends that played got run over, and Miles was unavailable to his team. Miles impacts the game so much more than what the pressure rate with or without him says. I mean, just a couple times today, like when there were stoppages in play before key moments, right? You and I I pointed out, look, they're going to chip him. They're going to double. Everything the Chargers designed was to keep him away. A couple times, Herbert, who's just a freak show, got the ball away before Miles could get there. Do they run right at him um, at times? Do they screen to his side to take advantage of his aggressiveness? Absolutely, they do. That's what good teams do to all the top pass rushers. So, do you want Miles to do more? And is it fair to think you could see more in the raw numbers for Miles because he is that talented? Yes, he's unfairly talented. Um, do the Browns get better by trading him? And are we really thinking of it, you know, even one inch past our post-game anger if we think that the answer to this team's problems is getting rid of Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett? I mean, crazy things have happened. Deshaun Watson comes back to the Cleveland Browns facility tomorrow, right? But guys, it ain't happening. It's just not. No, my uh Excuse me. Denzel, though, is out with a concussion. Kevin confirmed that after the game. He's in protocol. Who knows how long he's going to miss? Probably not going to be around next week, though. I think that's probably a fair assumption, particularly with everything going on in the league right now with concussion safety and everything else. So there's another pretty significant loss on the defensive side of the ball. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Again, this is our civilized barking post game podcast. This is our live room as we talk. Jason, I think we've talked through it. We can get back together in a couple of days. Any closing thoughts um, 
uh, on anything. We appreciate you guys coming in, by the way, and, and providing us the feedback. We really like this format, and we hope to do it more. So thank you guys for stopping in. Uh, let's wrap things up here. We are at about a half hour, maybe even more. Fantastic day for Nick Chubb. 17 carries, 134 yards, 7.9 yards a carry, a couple of touchdowns. Um, I, I, you know, I didn't – I don't want to go, I don't want to retreat here and then go back in the nitty gritty. I didn't have a big problem with the fourth down call uh, when they ran it with Kareem. I saw some people griping. They handed it off three yards deep. That play had no chance. Well, what do you want? You wanted them to to run it last week, so they run it this week. They don't get it. It happens sometimes. Chargers have NFL players out there too, and they just stopped them. So uh, didn't have a big issue with that. Hunt 11 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. They just in, in those gotta have it moments. I'll go back to what I'm writing about and what I opened the show with. In those gotta have it moments from your quarterback, they haven't had it at all from Jacoby Brissett, and this is the result you're going to get. Yeah. Um, to to Dave that just came in the chat, um, I agree that Denzel has not had a great year. Now he made a couple of big plays today before he got hurt, and he made the big pick last week. Um, you know, maybe was the summer foot injury more than we thought set him back. I don't know. Um, I always am not going to have a problem with keeping a guy as talented as him on a limited schedule and trying to keep him out of harm's way. You get him for these Sundays. So yeah, he, he hasn't been there on Sundays. Um, in the big moments, you know, in the first drive last week, I thought he got away with two 15 yard penalties. It is, it is fair to ask. Um, and you hope he's okay. Now, Greedy Williams was eligible to come back for this game. They did not activate him. They'll obviously need him if Denzel is going to miss with, and given the protocols, he probably is. Now, is Greedy Williams even in the same planet as a player as Denzel Ward? No, but Greedy Williams has a lot to prove. I thought Greedy had a decent year at times last year, and this Browns needs him. I, I think Greg, Greg Newsom had a decent game today, right? Like, yeah, he did. A couple of hey. those are just Mike Williams making freaky plays, you know? If, we're, if, if the Browns win this game, we're – praising Greg for running down Austin Eckler at the goal line. Like, that was a huge right. play in the moment. Held him, kept him out of the end zone, and turns it into a field goal. That's a huge play early in the game, and good on Greg for running him down. I thought he played yeah. fine. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it, this is sad that we're talking about an NFL team with all these defensive pieces and all the money they make. I mean, we didn't see right open running receivers today, right? We just saw running lanes. <laughs> we saw we saw some open receivers, but some of that is Herbert. He, he's just yeah. has a bazooka and he's mobile and he doesn't get he feels the rush so well, doesn't he? He knows when he has to get rid of the ball. And the angles that he throws out of you mentioned that in the game. He's he's just a freak. He's fun to watch when he's not playing your team. He's fun to watch back there. Mike Williams is an elite receiver in my mind. Uh, made a couple great catches today. That happens, man. They didn't have the big bust in the secondary. And like like JJ3 said after the game, you know, a lot of times when the when the secondary busts and there's a big pass play, you blame the secondary. When they gas you on the ground, you want to blame the front four, the front seven. And he said it all. It's all. It's not all the secondary when there's a big pass breakdown, and it's not all the front. When when you get gashed on the ground, it's all the collection. And defensively, they just haven't been good enough, really, at any point this year. Uh, outside, I guess, the Steelers, they played well. Uh, but for the most part, they just haven't been good enough at any point this year defensively. Right. I mean, that that's that's the gist of it, right? Not good enough. Not good enough. Nick Chubb, out of this world, best running back in the league, no question. Offensive line, moving it. Early, early game, game plans, on point, right? In totality, just not good enough. Some guys you're counting on, young and old, just not delivering. And some real cracks to wonder here. Um, some real uncomfortable meetings coming, right? Coach to coordinator, coach to GM. Um, 
coordinator and position coaches to players, where the hell are we on run defense? You know, um, it's, it's difficult. So anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we'll be back. We'll, we'll have stories up soon. We'll be back with uh, a podcast at some point here in a couple days. And we appreciate you guys playing along with us. So this is civilized barking. This is the live room and we'll talk to you soon.